0: something that I had written down that was very important, and I, I just shot right over it. So uh, this morning, as we were talking about uh, the salt of the earth, uh, I talked about uh, preserving and, and pleasing and purity and poisoning, and um, then the ignorant thing just brought up preserving again. But if you were taking notes, it should have been the last one was persevering. I do remember saying that salt sticks to it. It stays with it. Um, We've got to persevere. Uh, This life's not easy. Uh, We've got to keep going. Uh, We can't give up. We can't give up on what we're doing and we can't give up on one another. And so whatever it takes to make it happen around here, Uh, we've got to do it. I can tell you this, I I know that Uh, our deacons are working very hard to make things uh, like it needs to be around here, and uh, we all going to have to pitch in. I I think of uh, um, um, Mike uh, Crenshaw and all those who serve under him. Uh, That's just so many people, and they can't cover our county. They need our help. It's just like our church, Mark, Mac, and I, and, and our deacons, we can't cover everything that's going on. But if we know about it, we can send somebody to there. So uh, the question uh, was, uh, am I, uh, when Cain killed Abel, you know, am I, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, you are. It's up to us to look after one another. So if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of Deuteronomy, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 33, Deuteronomy 33, we'll begin with verse uh, 26, Deuteronomy 33, begin with verse 26. Thank you for bringing your book and keep rattling the pages. We'll wait till you get to the bus stop. Uh, We won't take off till you're ready. Deuteronomy 33, 26. Bible pages are very thin. There is none like unto the God of Jeshurun who rideth upon the heaven in thy help and in his excellency on the sky. The eternal God is thy refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. And he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee and shall say, Destroy them. Israel then shall dwell in safety alone. The fountain of Jacob shall be upon a land of corn and wine. Also his heavens shall drop down dew. Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people saved by the Lord, thy shield of thy help, and who is the sword of the excellency? And thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee. Thou shalt tread upon their high places. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for being the everlasting arms that surrounds us as your children, that keeps us where we need to be. Lord, just help us now as we try to understand the everlasting arms of Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Jesse Run. <laughs> Where in the world did they get that one? Uh, you know anybody named Jesse Run? You, you want to name your youngin' Jesse Run? <laughs> it's a symbolical name for Israel. A symbolical name for Israel. Which means to be blessed. It means to be taken care of. And in this day and age of which we live, <laughs> it's comforting to know that there is one who protects us, that there is one who cares about us, that there's one who understands us, and that there's one who truly loves us. You don't always love me, I'm sure. I may not always love you, but I'd rather turn that around. you got to love me and i got to love you, but you don't have to like me and I don't have to like you. But as I said early on one uh, sermon, I don't know of anybody in this outfit that I'm not willing to go up and hug and tell them I love you and go to their aid when they call me. That's my job. That's my responsibility. Uh, that's my calling. But I underlined in verse 27 the everlasting arms. Uh, can you cover that? I can't cover that. I can't be that. But my God can be and is the everlasting arms. He's always there at the hour of need. Um, friends and loved ones many times will, uh, they'll let us down. Sometimes it's not intentional. Um, we need not fall. Because God, with those everlasting arms, are beneath us. The everlasting arms. I think in my own mind, a picture of Jesus hanging on the cross with his arms stretched out. Even he depended on the everlasting arms of his Father. Let's think about the everlasting arms. First of all, the everlasting arms will lift us up. Now, it may not happen when we want it to. Um, but it will come sooner or later if we remain faithful. Uh, that's the thing about sometimes uh, is, is that we, we quit being faithful to it. Uh, you know, as someone said, uh, Lynn, Lynn has a printed prayer list. Not, not, not the one that we have in our bulletin, okay? She has her own private uh, prayer list. And so do I. It's in my Bible. And when I tell you, hey, I pray for you every morning, I mean it, I do it, lens of a, a testimony of it. That list traveled some ten to 12,000 miles with me and was before my eyes every morning. Most of the time you were asleep, but we were calling your name. And I think sometimes I... I'm thinking, well, you know, every morning I call this person tonight, every morning, God do you know, if you, I hope you don't get tired of hearing it, because I'm going to keep on calling it till something happens, till something happens. I'm counting on the everlasting arms of Jesus to reach those people who are on my prayer list through the everlasting arms uh, of God. In James 4.10, it says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. God is watching. It's amazing to me. I, I, Len and I, for, for uh, four months, sometime for hours in a meeting, listened to them speak Healy didn't have a clue what they were saying. I mean, just da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da and on and on and on. And I'm thinking, Lord, I ain't getting a thing out of this. And then I, he, he brought us to my, well, what if they heard you speak on and on and on and on? But my God understood what they were saying. And he understands what I'm saying. And when he looks in on us as a little congregation, think of all the congregations that he looks in on shall lift you up. Sometime we're down, but we are not in despair. Sometime we feel beat, but we're not finished. We can't quit. Sometime our hope in Jesus, we feel like, where is that hope? Right where we left it. He hasn't left us, said he wouldn't leave us, I'm counting on him. To keep his everlasting arms under me, over me, to the left of me, to the right of me. Because of the everlasting arms of Jesus, uh, he's going to lift us up. No matter what we're in. Sorrow, he's going to be there. Tough times, he's going to be there. Death, he's going to be there. Surgery, he's going to be there. Waiting on test results, he's going to be there. He has nowhere to go. I'm his child. You're his child. He's already said, I'm not going to leave you. So he not only will lift us up, but these everlasting arms will hold us up. Um, I, I, we, I forget where this was, but the, the man said, I want you to stretch out your arms, okay? And so people stretched out their arms, okay? And so he began to talk. And he's got his arms out. He began to talk. And he talked and he talked. Some people's, you know, they and he says, getting heavy. Well, it getting heavier than it was. A man told me one time. He said, I carried a deer out of the woods, and he said I would have declared that thing weighed two hundred pounds. He said we got it to the truck. We had our little scales and we pulled it up first. It weighed seventy five pounds. He said, but the farther I carry it, the heavier it got. Sometimes that's the way life is. We're carrying so much. And we think, Lord, I can't keep on carrying this. Why do you want to carry it by yourself? Get some people to help you. Literally, get some people. Call some people alongside. And say, Look, this is what's going on in my life. And I need your help. But I tell you, some of us, me? I said some of us, We have so much pride about us. We won't tell God about it, let alone tell somebody else about it. If things is going on, I want you to know it. I don't have to tell you something's going on with my right knee, okay? I'm going to go get something done. Don't keep fretting. I don't know when I'm going to go get something done, okay? Um, I forget what I was going to have to have done, and I told the doctor... I said now listen to me. I said I don't mind coming in your hospital on Sunday night after church. But I got to have something done and be fixed by Wednesday afternoon. So ever how you can line it up. Or either Thursday, you got from Thursday morning till Saturday night late to get things right, get it fixed. I mean, I don't want to miss. I don't want to carry all this by myself, okay? And, you know, it's amazing. Sometimes people, I say, well, you want us to put you on the all-call? Oh, no, 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 don't, don't do that. I don't want the church family to know. Why not? Well, there are certain things I know we don't want to put on the all-call. But, listen, when, we need, when we're in a situation and we need prayer, other people need to know about it to help us lighten the load. As I said, these everlasting arms will hold you up. These arms, these are God's arms, okay? You have God's arms as, as, as a child of God. That's God's arms. That's God's hands. And if he wants us to come alongside somebody and hold them up, okay, let's do that. Just like when I, I said this morning about coming to the altar... Um, These everlasting arms will hold us up. Isaiah 41.10 says, I will uphold thee with thy right hand of my righteousness. That's what God said. I will do it, and I will do it for you on this right-hand side. Where's Jesus right now? On the right-hand side. And he's promised to hold us up. And Jesus holds us up and he's there with his Father, and his Father holds him up as he holds us up, and the Holy Spirit, they all work together, so why should we not work together in holding one another up? Now, when we are let down, we need the everlasting arms of, of, to hold us up, and it might be through somebody, okay? Um, when I hear of a situation, from a church member that they're in, I try to think, well, who can, I, who can I call who's been through this or going through this to call alongside them to help them get through this? Many, many years ago now, Lennon can tell me how many, when she was diagnosed with cancer. You know, that, that hit real hard. I'm thinking, hey, she's the preacher's wife. What, what is this? Well, why not? She stood up one Sunday and announced that she had breast cancer. And one thing led to another. And after she'd come all through that, she felt led to allow the ladies of the church to be identified voluntarily. She stood up one Sunday and said, How many of you ladies wouldn't be embarrassed to either stand up or raise your hand if you've had breast cancer? It was all over the congregation. And she gave each one a gift. And you know, those ladies came out of those pews and came and stood with her upon that platform. One by one, they walked by the microphone and shared how many years they were cancer-free. You're not in this stuff by yourself. Men and ladies. Caleb diagnosed with with being a diabetic. I thought, Lord, what what are we going to do with this? We haven't experienced this. One Sunday I says, if you don't mind acknowledging that you're diabetic, would you stand up right now? All over our congregation people stood. I wanted Caleb to see he wasn't in this by himself. So no matter what we're going through, we're not in it by ourselves if we will just acknowledge what we're facing, what we're going through, and somebody can say, I can recommend something and be praying with you or recommend a surgeon, recommend a doctor. Uh, we've got to wait on the promises of God. You know, there's, there's no less than 35,000 promises in the Word of God. And every one of them is true. And every one of them has happened except one. And that's the return of Jesus. They've all come true. And they're still yours and mine to claim promises of the Word of God. My God is a, is a God of comfort. And he wants us to be comfortable. Even in our suffering. Now sometimes, hey, and I may be one of those one day who will send word out, hey, pray for me, but don't come see me. Okay? I can respect that. If a person says, listen, just pray for me, but I don't want any company. Uh, You know, I tell our preacher boys, listen, you go to the hospital to make a visit, don't go in there to camp out. You know? And so many times we go and people say, won't you have a seat? I said, no, I, I, I've got other places and other things to go, and I, I just wanted to come by and see how you were, and I want to pray with you. Uh, but I've known I mean, I'll be there, maybe visit somebody else, and their pastor come and just camp out. I'm going, hey, I've got to go. Uh, you know, and it's okay if, if that's what they want to do, but uh, a person uh, sick, uh, they don't need a, a ball game going on you know, Uh, they don't need a comedian, you know, I just want you to know I care about you, I'm here, so and so told me he was in the hospital, I just came by to see you, is there anything I can do for you? (laughs) They wouldn't dare say, yeah, can you leave? (laughs) (laughs) Preacher was visiting the man in the hospital, and he stayed, and he stayed, and he stayed, and the man... He just he just wished he would go, and he kept staying. And he so he asked the preacher. He said, "Would you give me a pencil?" He said, uh, "I need to write a note, and I want you to take it with you as you go." So he wrote wrote a note, folded it up. He said, well, "You don't have to read this. Uh, you can read it later." But said the doctor says that uh, you know my time is short. So the preacher left. Man died, and uh, preacher heard when he heard he died, and he. All the family and took out the note. And the note says, Pastor, would you please back up? You're standing on my oxygen tube. <laughs> we got to be cautious. You gotta be careful. You know, I go in the hospital and they say, Sit down on the bed. <laughs> I didn't do that but one time. Set off the alarm system. <laughs> I said, What in the world? <laughs> you gotta be careful. But God knows all about us. He knows what we need. He knows when we need it. And he's promised. He's promised to lift us up. He's promised to hold us up. But I want to give you third. These everlasting arms will keep us up. I feel like sometimes I'm like a kite without a tail. You ever had a kite without a tail? It's going down. I don't care what you do. It's going down. But he's promised to keep us up. In Jude 24, let me read that for you right quick. Now unto him, and that's God, that is able to keep you from falling. We don't want to fall. I don't want to fall physically, and I don't want to fall spiritually. And to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. And then he says, to the only wise God, there's not another one. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty and dominion and and power both now and forever. And Jude says, Amen. Amen to all of that. He, he, he uh, He will keep us up because he is able. He is qualified and he knows how to keep us up. Some Christians neglect, we neglect daily Bible reading. I promise you, we didn't neglect it in in, in Africa, and we don't neglect it here. Uh, but there was something about uh, we would get up, uh, and that was one of the first things we would do uh, every morning is to have uh, our devotional and our prayer time, and to to thank God and to pray uh, and, and thank God for our church family, and to pray for for you all, and to pray for those kids as we began to hear them as they got up and their voices, uh, to pray for their safety. To pray for their safety. I don't know that we got a picture, maybe so, but the old bus they had, nine out of ten mornings, them kids was all around that bus trying to push it off. And they go down that hill. I mean, just a rough, I'm talking a rough road trying to get the thing crank, Some of them was running behind, and kids would be running behind that bus, trying to jump on the bus, and it would move and trying to get it cranked. And I'd watch it many mornings. I'd watch it all the way to the foot of the hill. Finally, you'd hear it, and it'd pick up and go. And I told the driver one evening, because he was used to coming in and just pulling in, and every morning it wouldn't crank, the kids had to push backwards up a hill and get it turned to where it'd go down the hill. And I says to him, I I said, uh, you know what, I, I see you pull in every evening and your bus don't crank and you have to push hard backwards. I said, Rick and it work if you back that thing in. He said, I don't know, but I'll try it. And he started backing it in so the kids would just get around and give it a little light shove and off down the hill it'd go. But it still didn't help the cranking situation, you know. Uh, but I'm serious, I'll tell you, 9 out of 10 mornings, uh, they were pushing the thing off. But daily Bible reading is important. God wants to hear from you. God wants to hear from me. He wants us to read his book. He wrote this book. It's a love letter to you and me. It's an instruction manual to you and me. No, we don't have to like everything that's in here, but he's given us everything we need to get through life's hard spots. Um, we're being tested. We're being tested every day to see if we're real or not. The world tests us to see if we're real. The world throws things at us to see if we're real. The world throws things at us to see how we're going to respond. And they're watching as we are being kept up by the everlasting arms. We've got to remain steadfast. We've got to keep the faith. Uh, 1 Peter 1, 5 says that we are kept by the power of God. You can't beat that power. He's not going to let us down. He is going to keep us up. He didn't have his son stretch out his arms for nothing. They stretched out to pay for your sins and mine. The everlasting arms, they're going to lift us up, they hold us up, they keep us up. But let me tell you something else. One of these days, these everlasting arms are going to take us up. They're going to take us up. 1 Thessalonians 4, 17 says, We shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine uh, uh, what Brother Fred right now is experiencing. It's no night there, but what he's experiencing, what he's going through right now. One of the, the last members of our church to, to go home to be with the Lord what is he experiencing can you imagine seeing his loved ones and, and, and acquaintances it's amazing to me God has it all worked out all we got to do is be faithful because our time is coming sooner or later Christians for centuries have looked for the return of Jesus and the world says oh, he it coming He's been gone too long. He don't even know how to get here. (laughs) He knows more than you'll ever know. He knows where we are. He knows how to get here. He's already told us how to get to him. He's already told us he's going to fix us a place. Can you imagine? Brother Fred took pride in his place. You heard him talk about cutting that grass. Even when it didn't need cutting. Cutting that grass. Trimming them weeds. He wanted his place to look nice. But can you imagine the place he's in now? What it must look like. It's amazing to me, these everlasting arms offers the best of two worlds. Not only holding us up, keeping us up, lifting us up, and going to carry us up one day out of here, but can you imagine how it's going to be there when we stand in the presence of the Lord himself and hear him say, I'm glad you depended." on the everlasting arms someday he's going to take us up look back at verse 26 and 27 I want to read these two verses this is a different translation uh, that I have that I want to read uh, to you about this Jeshurun okay verse 26 you just look along what yours says and listen to what this one says there is none like God Jeshurun Riding to our rescue through the skies. His dignity ha- haloed by the clouds. I love to look at clouds. I, I heard it said many- but before, the clouds are the dust of his feet. As he moves across the sky, watching over you and me. Verse 27, a foundation... Of the everlasting arms, I know a lot about foundations, and I know, according to Scripture, Jesus is the best foundation we can have to build our lives on. If our lives are built on the foundation, we don't have to worry of what's going to happen. It don't mean that things aren't going to come our way, because the Bible says we will have troubles. Trials, tribulations. All of them end with an S. They're coming. You and I already come through there. or we getting ready to go through there? Or we're in there. Troubles, trials, and tribulations. Nevertheless, he said, don't give up. Hang in there because I have overcome. Because I'm an overcomer, Jesus said, you can overcome too. We've got to remain faithful. Check on those who've left us. They may be waiting on you to say, hey, I miss you. I want you to come back. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for those that sat before me tonight. Bless them. Bless their home. Lord, you know what each one are facing. You know the troubles, the heartaches, the sorrows they have. God, I pray that you'd touch them right now. I pray that you give them a, a fresh vision of you hanging on the cross. Because we know without you we're nothing, but with you we can do all things. Lord, help us to lift you up. You said if we lift you up, you'll draw all men to yourself. Thank you for the everlasting arms. God, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.